Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Under the cosh, under the cosh, it's under the cosh and friends, oh, under the cosh. It's under the cosh, it's under the cosh and friends, oh, week by week, we take a peek at another guest, but it's a mystery, oh, Kylie Minogue, no, Russell Crowe, more likely a footballer that you don't know, so grab a beer and bring that cheer, cause it's time for Under the Cosh. And friends, hold on. <laughs> Next up, we have the small matter of an international rock star. He's the drummer for one of the UK's biggest bands, selling over 9 million records across the globe. The man's trophy cabinet contains Brit Awards, Q Awards, Enemy Awards, but still fans, finds the time to bang the drum on the stands of his beloved Plymouth Argyle. Ladies and gentlemen, Woody from Bastille. How you doing? I'm, well, I'll say boys, um, ladies. Good evening. If you had to pick one, Woody, who are you going for? I mean, Brownie's looking lovely tonight, I must say. <laughs> Anybody? We've got, we've got the memo on the wig anyway. Top man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know me, right? Professional. How you boys doing? Good. Yeah, we're yeah, all right, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, just about staying sane. We've got four-year-old and two-year-old boys, so every day is just abuse at the minute. But yeah, yeah. it's all good. Homeschooling? Um, surviving. Home surviving. <laughs> Yeah, haven't survived. That's about it, mate. <laughs> you live down in Plymouth, where then? Nah, um, I live in in, in in Brighton. Now I've been down here about four years. Um, so yeah, I I miss the seaside, but uh, Devon was quite a hard sell for the missus. Uh, she's from 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 London, so yeah, it's kind of meet, a good meet out, meet in the in the middle. Exactly that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you I think fans? I think it might have been the first bigoted Woody to actually. Noticed the podcast. I remember. I think you commented on our on, our, on one of our episodes, and I thought yeah. that's Woody from Bastille. That How, what, what was the first episode you listened to? I'm trying to think that it was the, it was the um, probably the first series, but like the one that I always kind of share around. So there's like like, like lads on our crew now, and like other bands. Like, I always say, go for the Crossley episode first with shit house and all that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like on the train up from from Brighton to London for like I don't know what it was like a rehearsal or something, but just like on the train, just like crying tears of laughter. And everyone's looking at me like, who is this weirdo? <laughs> 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 Chuckling to himself. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, just yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of just trawling through like sports podcasts for ages, but it just kind of happened across this one. I can't remember who even passed it on to me, but um, yeah, I enjoy it. So thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. no, is, no, it, thanks for coming on, man. There's three ex Plymouth managers that feature probably at least once a once an episode in Holloway. Holloway, Hewless. Yeah, they always yeah. get a mention. They always do. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, Holloway's a funny one, man, because like he had. He was, he was like, we've played probably apart from now on the Ryan Lowe, we played the best football we ever did under him and had some of the best players as well. We had like David Norris, who you've had on, the world's most yeah. handsome man. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yes, he's backing me beautiful. up. Beautiful. He's beautiful. He is beautiful. Mate, I saw him in Tesco because we lived close by. I, I hid. I started blushing. <laughs> you got nervous. Yeah. You got too nervous. Um, yeah, we had, um, like, it's a player who, um, he played for Hull, Peter Halmosey. He's the best player to ever wear a green shirt, man. He can literally bend space and time. He's just so quick and so fast. Yeah, I remember him. Like, absolute magic. But yeah, uh, yeah, Holloway was great. But then obviously, um, was it uh, one day he's like, nah, cut me, I'll bleed green and white. Two days later, that's the City announced. Ian Holloway is new manager. And then like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, all, they all change, mate. Once the, once, once the big butts start coming rolling in, they all change. They do, they do. Talking, talking about the band, mate, obviously, unbelievable success over the last few years. Um, do you ever fancy doing the uh, old Dave Grohl, Phil Collins, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, the only out. time you're ever going to hear me singing out front is uh, a karaoke when I'm murdering Thin Lizzy. That's, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> is that your goal, uh, Tim? Yeah, as, a, as, a, as a, a very good reason that, yeah, I don't, I don't sing out front. I, I, think, I, I think I'll just stick to... Hitting tubs for now, I reckon. <laughs> what uh, you know, like obviously as footballers, it's it's tough. It's tough at times if we're away for a couple of days, for four or five days. How long can you be away at a time? You know, on tours, are you sort of months? What it must be you tough in a way. It's it's not easy, obviously, but I'm lucky that like I'm I'm one of four bosses, so like we we get to say, well, we we dictate roughly kind of how long we're gone for, so. We're never gone for like more than say two or three weeks at a time. Right, um, so you can get back and yeah, and then once we're back, then it's kind of like at least a week at home. So yeah, I'm married, two kids, um, other guys engaged, and like yeah, got long-term girlfriends. So it's like we all want to come back to having like intact home lives, ideally. Um, and then, well, apart from the US tour last year, we were there for like seven or eight weeks. But then I was lucky enough I could bring the family out halfway through for like ten days, so they they, they enjoyed that as well. But I mean. That's literally the only downside of the job, really. I mean, we're so lucky to kind of literally. I, I travel around the world with my my mates playing songs we made. It's, yeah. it's a pretty good gig. Whereas, like, yeah. you get lads getting sent to Afghan, getting shot at for a year without getting to come home. So, yeah. Unfortunately, some lads have got to sign for Plymouth, haven't they? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? There's there's pros and cons to everything, isn't there? Give them a big part of the world. Like, <laughs> also, was it was it Glenn Little on the other week said about um, losing at home to Plymouth two one. Absolute disaster. I was there. Me and Dad were sat in the car park afterwards, absolutely cackling. Who <laughs> <laughs> well, was the best player? Who was the best player in the band? Uh, oh, it's me. But I, the, the, the rest are hopeless. Absolutely. <laughs> like I'm not great. So I, I, um, I played in game for Grenfell like a couple of years ago, and I, after half an hour, I was just blowing out my ass. Like just tracking up and down. I've got Clint Hill next to me, screaming, "Get up, get back, get up, get back." 
Oh, mate, it's, it's a fucking illy. No matter, even if it's a charity match, mate, illy would be, would be fucking bang at it. With vast, vast lean on his eyebrows and also it's rolling his sleeves up. <laughs> fucking tackle him. I mean, I think he only like just retired, but like he looks fit as hell still. Like he can still play, I reckon. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a great lad, illy. I mean, you know, like now, so obviously, if you go to Tesco's now in Brighton and you're queuing up, I thought coming up to your all time or. Nah, like, I think. Unless you're like a Bastille mega fan, you don't really know who I am, which is kind of great. It's like best of both best worlds. Of both so. worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was unbelievable on on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. We kept the, the, the amount of fans accounts, Bastille fans Mexico, Bastille <laughs> fans Singapore, retweeting these thingies, and it was just yeah. I don't even I don't well I definitely don't follow us. <laughs> <laughs> So many questions like, what is a shit house? <laughs> <laughs> how, how long were you and the lads grinding away before you felt you made it? Um, so we, yeah, so basically everyone thinks that we just kind of wrote Pompeii one day, stuck it out and then yeah. off we went. But I mean, I was playing with Dan, who like our, our singer and songwriter uh, for like pff, nearly two years before, before the band even formed. And they formed in 2010. And then we're doing like the proper, like just empty pubs, um, borrowed our friend's mum's car to get around to gigs, slept on friends of friends of friends floors, um, playing to like nine people. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> but it, yeah, it's kind of gradually sort of progressed. But I'd say like when it first felt like something was really happening, it was like uh, we did lead, no, Reading Festival 2012. And we played this, um, this ballad called Overjoyed. And like the, the tent was rammed. I down played the first few chords and the crowd just screamed the words back at us. I was like, all right, something's happening now. But yeah, that was when it was like, okay, this might actually last a while. That's the something's happening moment. What what was the, it's an happen moment? Uh, 2013 debut album went to number one out of nowhere. Um, But what what was also as nice was, so that happened on the Saturday and we were playing in Leeds. And then we we flew to South by Southwest in Texas like the, the next day, and landed and like no one knew who we were. So it kind of went from like top of the world to like back down with a bump. Guys, would you? Would, I'll, I'll throw a question out there for you. Would you rather be in the world's most successful band, yeah. however, however you'd, however you sort of gauge yeah, yeah. that, or would you rather be in? A player in Barcelona's most successful team. No, I'll play, I'll play for Plymouth in the Premier League. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, could, could I have like middling band and I'll be like a journeyman left back for our goal? Just for, like, <laughs> <laughs> best of both worlds. Um, uh, nah, it's the it's the music still for me. Um, like you've got to be a bit mad, I think, to kind of, as I say, travel around the country playing to no one, driving hundreds of miles. Um, you do you do it for the love, like not 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 the uh, the glamour by by yeah. any stretch. Yeah, and then it end up with a glamour at the end. We could give you it. it. We could give you it's one one afternoon jamming with Keith Moon, John yeah. Bonham, or yeah. let's go modern Travis Barker. Yeah, who we having? Travis. Yeah, although even I've not I've not even heard any of them. Three. I haven't. Blue one eight two. Yeah, so yeah, Travis Blink One Eight Two, John Bonham's from Led Zeppelin, Keith Moon's from The Who. Thing is, I couldn't keep up with like Moon and Bonham, man. They just absolutely <laughs> smash it all day long. Like Bonham's there, like banging pints of whiskey, a uh, pints of vodka. Sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> um, Have you tried? Have you tried nah. the, the old the old lifestyle? Um, 
on the first album, we kind of like probably. Well, I think like, everyone would like you just like you would you you would drink just go mad. Yeah, but afterwards though, because like after after like two or three pints, like my hands just turned to feet. Like, I can't play drums. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> have you ever met anybody? At, I don't know, bloody after parties or whatever, and you've been like, I'm starstruck. Yeah. Um, we're, we're generally, we, we keep our cool. Obviously not tonight, mate. We, we, we'll accept yeah. it tonight. We'll accept I mean, it tonight. Camera cuts off here, mate. I, like, my, my knees are going like that at the minute. <laughs> we can hear that snow going. <laughs> um, probably uh, Steve Coogan, just because like, we're all obsessed with Alan Partridge. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, so we were... Like he was, he was super nice and tolerant of us just being complete idiots. <laughs> but, <laughs> What's um, the weirdest thing fan? you've seen from a fan? So say again. What's the weirdest thing you've seen from a fan, or what is a uh, random thing you've had done? I'll tell you off air. I can't, I can't broadcast that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm looking, but I'm looking forward to it anyway. I'll, I'll be honest, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You you were on the last few FIFAs as well. Uh, well, more than the you last few, 13, 14, 17 and 20. That's when yeah. you know you've made it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so I'd spent like years like on Facebook, like just ch- like, you, like when you're in a band on the way up, um, like not even signed, you, you kind of have these like pools of friends that you try and rotate on Facebook. It's like you don't want to kind of hammer them for every gig. So you're just trying to like, right, pool A, you're going to get this gig, pool B, that ever. And like you get like a few responses like, oh uh, yeah, I guess he's in a band. The second that first FIFA came out, my phone blew up. They're like, mate, I didn't realise your, your band was actually serious. <laughs> I didn't realise you were on FIFA. <laughs> yeah, that's what it takes apparently. <laughs> What's your tipple, by the way, Woody? My tipple? Oh, um, so the minute, what was this one? Um, in fact, so my, my best man is uh, his younger brother. He works at a place called London Beer Factory. Um, and this one, as in, I actually grabbed it. This, this was this was not a plant. Uh, it's a fundraising beer called Lifesavers. It's really good, and all the proceeds, not profits, proceeds go to uh, NHS charities. Oh, so, incredible! Yeah, Excellent. Recommend. And it's, it's it's decent as well. Oh, it's always, it always helps if it's nice. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> 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 in the background. Yeah, tastes like cherry. <laughs> yeah, it's bloody lovely. It's lovely. So we've got the you, uh, we've got the Plymouth. We've got the Plymouth quiz for you, mate. Are you fancying your chances? Yeah. It depends on what era, but yeah. I'm, I yeah, mean, I'll I'm, be honest with you, it, it, it's generally pretty easy, I think, but you've got the pressure of the 60-second clock. Here we go. And we're off. Who was the manager before Derek Adams? Oh, uh, Christ. Um, ah! You can pass, you can pass. Pass, pass. What? Go John pass. Sheridan. Who was? Yeah. Who's this season's top scorer? Ashby uh, McFadden? Anthony Svavarek. What is the main feature of the club's crest? The, the Mayflower. Yeah. yeah. What is the club's nickname? Pilgrims. True or false, they've once played in the FA Cup semi finals. True, 84 against Watford. Lost Correct. Who is the all time record appearance maker? Uh, Sammy Black. Kevin Hodges. Wilf no. Carter is the club's all-time leading scorer, true or false? True. False. Who is no. the club's mascot? Pilgrim Pete. Correct. <laughs> what What is the stadium's capacity to the nearest 1,000? Uh, new grandstand's gone in, I want to say 
16 and a half. Oh, 18. Oh, 18, how have we done? Well, it's time ago. That's that it, shocker, time's gone. I'll tell you how we've done, mate. We've been rated right back at CD collection. That's how we've done. <laughs> you know, in, in old HMV, we've rated right back. 299 clearance bin. <laughs> We're packing uh, books. What like uh, my order? <laughs> order. There's no need to be so so abusive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How many have we got? Uh, four, was it? Four? Four? I think. That it. You're not bottom. Out oh, with them three managers, Woody, which one would you have back? Holloway, okay. Warner, Pulis? Uh, well, right now, with the team we've got, probably Holloway. But you know what? So I was um, actually met Neil Warnock. Um, on New Year's Day game, and like you kind of hear like all these stories about him, but he's an absolute sweetheart, man. He's like, I, I, like all the time for everyone. <laughs> Did you get the Sudacrem out for you? Say again? Did you get the Sudacrem out for you? Not yet. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Didn't ask no. you to apply. I'll work, I'll work up to it, mate. I'll work up to it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was a boy. And also, uh, if actually, funnily enough, so the, the, the shirt I'm wearing now, that's the replica from the '96 playoff final where he was managing, took us up. So there we go. Yeah, Woody, oh, thanks very much for your time, mate. Yeah. Yeah, Cheers for your time. Yeah. Really appreciate it. We're not going to get yeah. to hear that story now, are we? Unfortunately. We'll hear that story at some point. <laughs> now, all the best with everything, mate. Yeah. Yeah. All the best you to the family care. as well. Cheers, boys. Love, love. Stay safe. with the rest of the homeschooling, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, boys. That's love. Thanks for that. Take care, buddy. Take care, mate. All right, lads, I need to reapply my lippy. Oh. Almost the end of the summer, chaps. It's been a bit of a strange one. I think we can all agree. Just a bit, Certainly mate. has. Certainly has. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal. What a better way to celebrate closing out the summer with some of the finest beers on the planet. I'm sure you'd agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, well, the weather's still here, isn't it? The yeah. weather's still here. Well, whether you're having a barbecue... Bringing the festival to the garden or watching some atmosphere-free football or just uh, raising a toast to the key workers that have kept us all going. Beer 52 have the perfect beer for any occasion. What's your tipple, Chris? What's your favourite? Oh, it, it all depends. It all depends on the on the climate. You know, I like a, a nice crisp number when the sun's out. Oh, a nice meal. Sometimes I crack one of the chocolate numbers open. It's like, a, it's like having a pudding, isn't it? It is. It's like having a pudding. Lovely. Look. I do a nice milkshake one, strawberry milkshake I had the other day. Superb. Well, they're offering eight craft beers sourced and created from the best breweries on the planet for, get this, for free. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com slash kosh. Cover just a £5.95 postage. Excellent. Bish, bish, bash, botch. Exactly. Beer 52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club with over 150,000 members and they send a brand new case every month with a different theme. Past themes have included New Zealand, South Africa, Korea and uh, all from all over the USA and Europe as well. I've, I've had some unbelievable little tipples from my box. Big fan of the pale ales, I am. I'm more of an IPA man, me. I like... Is that, is, that not pay, is that not pale ale? I like me, I don't know, is it? I think they're both the same thing, aren't they? <laughs> sure they're the same thing. To be fair, though, if you're just paying the postage, it's, it's for note anyway, really, isn't it? 
In you terms of value, you hit the nail on the head, Johnny. True. But if you're not like me and you don't like your uh, darker beers, then you just tell them and they, they, send, they send you the ones that you like, like you said. You like we do the, the standard lagers, don't they? Yeah. So just get on over to www.beer52.com slash kosh and get your first case of eight crisp beers for £5.95. That's www.beer52.com slash kosh. Dispatch Bosch. Darren Farley, how are we doing, mate? You all right? How are we, mate? Sorry you okay? Yes, we're good. It's all right, don't worry. I understand the technical issues, guys. Don't be worrying. <laughs> I'm very sorry, mate. As I said to you about five to nine, nine o'clock, and we're all right. It's all right. It's all right. To just, I just missed Emmerdale. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it's killing. It's killing me. These soaps not being on. By the way, I know. I know. I'm waiting to get them. back. I, mean, I know, mate. I know, I love them. Brookside's my favourite. It's, it's, it's not been on for fucking years. It's not been the I same know. since Sinbad left. How, how yeah, thank you, you very much for coming on, by the way. Yeah, totally. Very, no, very no, much appreciated. No problem at all, lads. No how, long, problem at all. how long have you been going now, mate, since like you, you really started seeing some traction? We were talking like 2012 or something? Earlier, do you know what? Yeah, do you know what, mate? I think it was like, um, I'd say about around that time, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because you've got different stages. As I look back at like my first video was 2008, to be honest with you, that was the first one, but then I didn't really do much after that. I was, you know, I was still working in my previous job doing my normal stuff, and then probably, yeah, probably about 2011, 2012, I started putting stuff online. Then, you know, when like Facebook was kicking off and and those kind of things. And then from there, like, it just flew. Because football, you know, football's just like, it's massive, you know what I mean? It's And you can constantly, constantly do different characters. There's always a different story. It, it, there's always content to film. There's always, like, a story you can work with, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Darren, yeah, you know, when, when did you realise, when did you realise that you thought, I've actually got a skill here? Do you know what, right, Chris? I think that it's so hard to explain. Because people go to you, when did you realise is it some, something that you wanted to do? Or and it's not, it's something that you just do naturally. You know what I mean? Like not, not a lot of people knew about what I could do because I kept it kind of like private to me. I know it sounds a bit strange, but I just you meet someone and you look at like little. I'm I'm massively into like the body language. You know what I mean? The voice is massively important. Don't get me wrong, but like the body language of people. You know, people who've got like a little bit of a tick or they've got like a little bit. Just something different about body language, and I think that shows sometimes in the in the characters that I do. There's no, I never sat down one day and went, you know what, I'd love to do impressions. It was something that I could do naturally. You know what I mean? And then, even when you were younger, yeah, yeah. From I'd say from about say 13, 14. and it was all. It was, it was your first one. First one I done was Michael Owen, believe it or not, Michael Owen. So Being when he, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was at Liverpool at the time, and he was like massive with England and. He'd come on and he'd start speaking and he just had this accent. And I, I think I was on holiday years ago. And um, Liverpool, if you remember when Liverpool won the treble, um, Michael Owen was unbelievable that season. He'd come on and done an interview after the game and I was just in some bar with like the family. And um, and I just started doing a messing. And like, the host, they were all going, oh my God, that's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> and then... Um, well, they must have been twatted. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you wanted to hear it as well, Parky. At the time, it was it was. Te- I look back at my old impressions and I'm like, oh my word! 
they sound terrible because when well, you know it's mad when you look back at your first you constantly improve the characters that you do so you look i look yeah i look back at me like first video first couple of videos i'm like i cringe you know i go God, it's, it's awful. No, it's, seriously. It's, you want to hear me, Rafa? It's, oh, it's, it's so bad. But it's, but YTS, it's YTS tackling it. It's YTS. You, you, you're just fucking playing your trade, aren't you? That's it, mate. That's exactly it. That's it. I was just a YT of impressions at the time. Definitely. I'll, I'll be honest, mate. I came back from the toilet and I, and I heard you speaking. I thought, who's he doing? <laughs> I haven't got a clue who he's going on about, but I'll laugh anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always say, my mum, my mum says that the, the funniest impression you do is your own voice, honestly. <laughs> your own voice is funnier than anyone. People people do struggle to, to understand me. I mean, I could do any accent, so I could, I could literally be anyone I want, but this is my voice, believe it or not. Is that, no, is even that, now, I think, I think you're lying. I think you're putting one on. You know, you know what? That, People meet, honestly, right, I, I go, if I go to a gig or something, I'll get speaking to someone, they'll go, how are you, mate? And I'll start talking, and they start laughing, and go, ah, oh, funny that. That was me. I think I'm pulling the leg, and no, it's just me voice. My own voice is the worst, I told you, what my mum It must, you know, since you've, you've found the fame, mate, the, and yeah. you must get recognised all the time, um, when you've got a specific trade, like yourself, of specific talent, you must get it all the time, man. Just people coming up, do this, yeah. do that. Do you know, do you know, Chris? What it is? What's different with um, with being an impressionist is if you like in the if you if you recognise for being a footballer, right? You'll get stuff for a photograph or an autograph. Do some kick. They ups. won't ask. Yeah, yeah. They won't ask you to start to start doing anything with a ball. You know what I mean? And what it is with impressions is people want an impression. You want a video. So every time you get stopped, they're like, "Oh, can you do a little video? Can you do a voice for me?" So there must be thousands of videos of me just in the middle of Asda. Just doing it. I've been honestly the place, the places you get stopped. This honestly, right? I remember once, right? I was in him. We'd gone away to, I think it was Centre Parks or something with the family, and I was at this fella stopped me. He was a dead nice fella. He must have been about like I'd say about 60, 60 odd. He stopped me and said, "I love your work." He asked me to do an impression. Honestly, right? I'm not joking. Forty-five minutes later, right? I was still there. It was like a stand-up show. He had the family all around filming me. Honestly, I was doing people just, I don't even know. He was just didn't have the heart to say to, to walk away. <laughs> oh no, no. Do you know what? I, to be honest, I, I, I'm not being funny. I'm very, very blessed to do what I do. I do impressions to, to actually build a career out of it. Honestly, I, I'm like, wow, how have I achieved this? And it, it's people like that, really. Do you know what I mean? They're the people who watch you. So. Whenever you get stopped, you're always friendly. Do a few impressions, but you don't, you don't mind, do you? It's like it's like uh, it's like most footballers yeah. don't mind like stopping in a uh, shopping centre and having a photo and all that. There's a big difference yeah. from stopping for a photo to speaking. Performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is doing, totally isn't it? different. It, it, honestly, any other walk of life, if you're an actor, if you're a singer. You know, no one will ask you to sing a song in, in the middle of the, you yeah. know, the Trafford Centre or whatever. But with impressions, right? You, honestly, no one ever stops you. You don't get me wrong. You get photos with people, but it's mostly videos. But like, I went, I went to um, with Liverpool. I went to the um, 2015 final in Bar, and um, honest, honestly, like, I don't, I don't actually remember much of the day because it was I was doing videos like throughout the day. I lost me mates like early on in the day. To be honest with you. Um, lost them for like hours and then um, I remember saying to myself oh my god 
I need to like I need to come in a wig next time. Yeah, or you know what I mean? It's so, nice. So, don't get so, me wrong, but it's I, like, wow. Who do you look yeah. forward to the most? Where you go? He's gonna take it great. I know I'm great. I know I've I've got this <laughs> on lockdown. Yeah. Who do, who do you look forward to the most? In a character you mean? Like what character? Yeah, yeah. In your character. I. Do you know what? I'll be honest with you, right? I I do love doing everyone. Like it, like to me at the moment, one of my favourites to do is Fark, the the um, knowledge <laughs> manager. Honestly, I love doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll do a bit. Of, uh, yeah, ask me a question as far. Go on and I'll, I'll right. So, it. right on a serious note, right? Yeah, I, I know you're wanting to. Uh, you might want the Premiership season to start back up, but you know, for a fact, you're going to get fucking relegated. Right. But yes, of course, uh, that's a great example. Of course, you try to say something like this, but we have to try to get the restart and, and avoid the relegation. That's the most important thing. But try to get it. And we are a very good team. Of course, I know you played for Barnsley. Oh, absolutely shit. And I don't want to talk about that or your support of Barnsley. John Hendry couldn't move at all. But I have to say, of course, I'm very proud of the Canary Carol Wood. And of course, it's a great example for the Canaries. And of course, Delia, she's wonderful. We have a great relationship and she's very good. And of course, if we get a great result, I'll always give her a large portion of German sausage because, of course, she appreciates that and she really likes my food. So, mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're going to get fucking relegated. <laughs> yes, that is true. This is true. Yes, yes. Daz, do you know what I've noticed about, about your work? Yeah. It's the stuff that you don't say. It's the noises in between, like the... <laughs> on Ger- is it, what's Gerard's? Gerard's. Of course. So with 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 Gerard, right? So when he was, it was he don't, honestly like he, there's, there's a compilation of him saying it on like YouTube, and he go, or he come out and go, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> honestly, every interview, right? Every single interview. So when I do it, obviously you take it a little bit, you take it a bit um, off track, and you're like, yeah, of course, and you just, <laughs> go, yeah, no. He's, I think he stopped doing it now, though. Do you think you like Fargo a bit because he's completely different to any other other football character? Because he's he's softly spoken and he's he's almost yeah. got like a bit of a camp element to it. So yeah. it's like something completely different than what you usually do. Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, hundred. You what you need is you know you always look at like different characters that come in. So you're always looking for something different and and like you know uh, the likes of Daniel Farg himself. It's even like with Ancelotti now, you know, with with, with Everton, the, the eyebrow. Have you got onto the eyebrow with with Ancelotti? Or just watching his eyebrow? I, for some reason, his eyebrows. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> but that's him. So so literally, though, you know, it, it, I don't know what it is. It's either permanently stuck there, or I, I don't know. But he done it. He done his first like press conference, and I thought, oh, this is gold dust. And I spe- listen. The stick I get off Everton fans, or it's you know when when you know you've got a character related to Everton, and you know you can take the take the mick out of the Evertonians. Oh, it's it's great for me. I love it. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> Who, yeah, who's yeah. been the Who's been the most that you fell on your ass with? Can you remember one isolated well, incident? Give up the gone? ghost on anybody. Hmm, that's a good question. That actually, but what the thing is, you see, I'll know myself because I've got like I've got mates who'll say, "Look, no." Just you need to work on that. Don't yeah. put it out there. So I won't really put that's, anything. That's fucking shite. No. Yeah. No. No. Out. Listen. Listen. They'll be worse than that. They'll tell me straight. We've got a little WhatsApp group, and I'll put something up, and they'll go, oh, "No, put it away." 
I'm, I'm surprised they haven't stitched me up, to be honest with you, with a few, but, the, the, you know, when you do impressions, right, I'll, I'll, not in an arrogant way or, or anything like that, but a lot of my stuff's done quite well. So you, you, your next impression could be your last, to be honest with you. And that's the way I look at it. You, you know, you put an impression out, if it's really bad, you, it does your credit. You're always under pressure, really, every time yeah. you put a bit of content up. You know, you're under pressure. You're not always going to get it right, don't get me wrong, but with social media, you, you know, you can, you you can fall on your, on your bum. Do you read them? No, comments? no, no, I don't really. It's a funny one, that. It's a funny one, that. Um, because I know that, that I know of people who, who obviously work in the same industry who do find the social media side quite difficult, but... I think it just depends on you on 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 your background and where you're from. Like I can I can laugh at myself. My mates take the piss out of me. You know, my wife takes the piss out of me. I'm not I'm not, I'm not being funny. <laughs> I it doesn't it really doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? Like I am. Um, like, it's never I'm bothered like me. You. I'm exactly yeah. the same as you. I, I I'll be honest fuck. with you. I'll be honest with you, Parky. Right as well. I, it, it does give me ammunition. You know. I think that I get. More than anything, right, I probably get more stick off Spurs fans when I do Harry Kane, right? They just fall. They just, they're in love with Harry Kane. I don't know what, what's going on there. It's proper weird, <laughs> but they fall fall apart every every time I put a Kane with on. And Everton, because I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm known for being a Liverpool fan. Yeah. And I take the, the mick out of it. So I get more stick from them. I'm, I'm Honestly, right, it just gives you more ammunition. You can't wait to do another one. That, that's just yeah. how it is. And um, on, on the on the, on the top of Harry Kane... Uh, this is this is from an England football fan type of thing. Uh, yeah. do, do, do you think you do you really wish you'd have passed to Sterling in the nineteen? <laughs> uh, uh, you, you wish you'd have passed to Sterling or not? You'll get that. You'll get. This is me. You, I, basically asking if Darren will do an impression of Harry Kane. Yes, I was yeah. asking. Yeah, is that what you're asking? Is that what you're asking? I, 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 I have a question. Does. Right, I never got. I, I thought he was asking for a cup of tea, or, or so, and that confused me. That I don't know what was going on. So, asking me a question. Oh, go on. I'll answer this, Harry Kane. Go on. Yeah. So, uh, Harry, do you wish you'd have passed the ball to Sterling? Yeah, obviously. Um, I feel that the ball's come through. You're in a great position, and uh, yeah, you've got a great chance to get the ball. Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, obviously it didn't fall. It, it blew, 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 blew. Uh, yeah, but that was the opportunity it had. So, uh, yeah, obviously. See, <laughs> Daz, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Yeah. If you could do one of us three, have you mastered any of the accents from Sunderland? Oh, from Barnes now, is it? Wow. Got- that's, that has put me on the spot. I mean, Parky would be definitely the one I'd be looking at, to be fair. Um, similar to Harry Kane, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah Harry, Kane, um, Harry Kane well, after well. 14 vodka and cokes, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I'm just going to go and have 16 cans of bud and then I'll, I'll join back in and I'll do Parky. <laughs> so, so who's your next fight, Connor? Have you got anything in the pipeline or? <laughs> Straight again. <laughs> I don't do. Is it you asking Conor McGregor? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even do him. You ask. I don't do Conor McGregor. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, that was the other one. That was, That's the other that one. That's the other, other one. one. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? Do you know what, though? Hey, do you know what, though? You do get that. You know, like you could be walking around and someone will come up to you and go, here's a bit of Jürgen Klopp, and you're like, I don't even, I don't even do it. You know what I mean? And you <laughs> 
that's what I'm you're saying. Gonna, you're like, you're gonna, you're gonna know. <laughs> I did know. I did yeah. know that, Daz. I did know that. <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. I know. I know. I get it. I was, I get it. <laughs> I'd love to know how, how, how Rafa's coping with the with the all you can eat buffets at the minute in in China. Yeah, I think that sometimes you know that uh, always when you talk about this, I think that. The, the, they are really good. The food was really good. The shumai was really good. Uh, wonton soup was uh, really fantastic. So uh, it tastes really good. So uh, always you like to have very compact uh, with some of the the egg fried rice was really good. It was nice. It was very hard. So yeah, uh, you can see that uh, was fantastic. So I am enjoying it a lot. It was really good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so you've left the jungle. Uh, you, you've appeared in a lot of. Well, Sticky toffee pudding adverts. You probably your son's probably more famous than you are as as a pundit. Where where do you go from here? Were you were you now? Yeah, I think it's been absolutely terrific. Yeah, you know, I think the jungle was terrific. I've done a lot of terrific stuff as well. And you know, our oh, Jamie, you know, he, he's an Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And some lad, yeah, of course. But I think, well, yeah, I think that it, it's, a, it's a difficult one. You know, football's what I'm after. You know, I think that the offers have came in to get back to football. You know, I think, well, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely terrific. It's fair. It's fan, it's fan, it's fantastic, but yeah, I feel. Listen, I've been offered, I've been offered a new a contract. Yeah, Kidderminster Harriers have came in. Yeah, they've offered me three hundred grand, three hundred grand. They've offered me after tax, four million quid. Yeah, it's absolutely- <laughs> <laughs> we've just got in the comments. All we're getting is Bruce, 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 Bruce. But I do. Well, you know, I've got to say, I've got to say, I'm very proud to be. I've got to say, it's really good. And we're doing very well. I'm very proud. The lads are playing well. You know, we've we've been working hard. You know, especially at home, we've got some great players. And and um, Joe Linton, you know, he's been in the back garden. You know, practicing shooting for two weeks now. Two weeks. What a great player! Absolutely brilliant. He hasn't scored yet, but you know, he's he's getting in the right positions. Let me tell you that he's a great player. So I'm looking forward to it. I really am. The takeover. You know. Uh, I'm looking forward to bringing in some top players, a couple of billion in the transfer market, you know, but where do you know? Where do you know? <laughs> I mean, you, you've obviously left, you've obviously left Liverpool. You, you, uh, some would say your, your opportunities in England will be, will be few and far between. You've got to Celtic and then you come back to the Premier League. How have you found the, the adjustment from the Scottish Premier League to, to the Premier League? But I'm very proud to be here. Very proud to be here. I think in, 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 in terms of the game, I think Liverpool was a very good team. We had some very good young players working hard and scoring goals. And Celtic was a very difficult team. But I think, you know, Leicester City, I think we've got a great opportunity. I think, you know, we're, we're very close to the, the top four for the Champions League. And it's a very it's a very good competition for me. Yeah, but, you know, when I work in the Champions League, you know, I've had some very good results. Really good Um and certainly lots of goals. 
lots of goals have been scored. You know, I think PSG scored seven against me. <laughs> I think Barcelona scored eight. So I'm certainly very proud. And and Colo Torre is the most beautiful human being in the world. So I'm very proud to be here. <laughs> it, it's almost like you're throwing your voice doing Brendan there. It's it doesn't seem like it's coming out of you. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is. Um, it's, it, that's what it, that's. Back to what I was saying before, though, it, it, it's totally different doing, doing Brendan Rodgers. I, I did find that difficult. When, it, when I first done him, I remember when he fit his first press conference with Liverpool, you know when you see a character and you just think, yeah, that, that's a, he's a brilliant character. Some of the, like, the things he was coming out with, and um, he was different, do you know what I mean? He was different. And, um, but it, it sounded more Scottish when I first started doing him. And then eventually, it just builds with time. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got a Liverpool, we've got a Liverpool quiz oh. for you, mate. Yeah, go on, let's do it. We've got sixty seconds on the clock. Who's on the questions, Chris? You're on the questions. We won't get to a minute <laughs> reading. We won't get past the first question if he's doing it. <laughs> oh no! A minute Start on the, the clock. clock. Off we go. <clears throat> what is the name of the stadium? Anfield. Who wears the number ten this season? Manny? Correct. How many points do Liverpool currently have? 85. 82. Oh. Who is Liverpool's all-time leading goal scorer? Ian Rush. Correct. Who was manager before Brent, uh, Jurgen Klopp? <laughs> Brendan Rodgers. Correct. <laughs> In the nearest thousand, what's the capacity of Anfield? 68,000. 54. Who oh, did Liverpool God. sign James Milner from? Uh, Man City. Correct. Who, what was the year Liverpool was founded? 1892. Correct. Who was Liverpool's record signing? Virgil van uh, Alisson. Virgil, you had it right. Oh, you fucked it, you fucked it. What brand makes this year's kit? Nike. New Balance. Oh, Where good. did... How many? How many did they get there? Six. 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 Yeah. Wow. They're harder when you put on the spot, aren't they? Yeah, but time. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, you've you've been honestly, much. from a personal point of view, you've been my favourite guest. Oh, Just thank you. No your problem, guys. Man, Thanks very guys, much, guys. Thank, thank you. you. So, on a serious note, are you climbing Kilimanjaro or what we is? I'm looking at it, mate. Definitely. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Definitely. Hundred percent. I think it'd be. I need to start doing stuff like that, so I'm, I'm prob- probably going to hook up with that one, mate. Therefore, we'd love to, we'd love to have you on it, mate. We would we'll, we'll love to have you on it, but oh, uh, please, guys, thanks again, mate. Thank, mate. All the best, does, and, uh, yeah, all the family. Thanks so much for coming on, mate. Very, no very much appreciated. Thanks very much, guys. Our next guest is a fully fledged member of, of the Under the Cosh Enigma Eight. He played over six hundred games. The likes of Liverpool, Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest and Galatasaray achieving 75 caps for Wales. He's won the FA Cup, the League Cup, the Turkish Cup, but he's never won a racehorse in training. It's Dean Saunders. How we getting on, mate? You all right? Yeah, hey, uh, do you know what? Graham Sooness said to me, you know when you're coaching these players, your paths will always cross one day. And I never... <laughs> A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you never thought you'd be sat in your in your fucking front room talking to us, dickheads. <laughs> Dean, I got I got um, I got dogs abuse for calling Paul Dick of Gaffer. 
So you're getting Dino, whether you like it or not. Is that okay? That's all right, yeah. But, hey, <laughs> worse, Chris, haven't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did, Dino, did did you think he was a boozer at Donny? I didn't think he was. I knew he was. <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you what. You know, the two of you, the two of you were like, for me, the two, both of you, quite similar. Like, like old-fashioned centre-forwards being brought up by old-fashioned managers to do your job. And technically, you were both... The both of you were really gifted, I thought. Great feet, the pair of you. All you big lads, the, the, like John's a bit bigger than you, Chris, but you both, <laughs> both technically had good feet and you were both good in the air and strong. So I think, like, for you, Chris, maybe injuries held you back a bit from going further than you did. You had a lot of, you had a bad back, didn't you, and a bad knee. And John, John probably, um, Technically gifted, brilliant, great goal scorer. Probably uh, both of you fighting to stay fit all your career. Luck, some lads are lucky. We, when, when you signed John, we were well, no, you didn't sign him. Actually, Sean Yeah. But if there's one person we don't, we didn't need in a relegation battle, it was Big John. Fuck off. Well, no, I... <laughs> don't, I don't take it. I'm only joking, John. <sighs> fucking rip you. If, I, if you're in my front room now, rip your fucking nose off. <laughs> <laughs> it was a difficult time, like, to try and manage, you know, to try and manage some of the plays. And, and we had Chimbonda, Frederick Peaky on, El Adjuf. I mean... I mean... Say <laughs> <stay> about him. <laughs> Likeable rogue, but... This the it's one of the best things a player's ever told me. You know, you get like foreign players always want to go back to see their physio in France, or they want to go and see their physio in Italy, or they're looking for a reason to get home. So Jufi come in my office one day, and he said, "Gaffer, I need to go to Senegal." I said, "What do you mean? You can't go to Senegal. We got a game Saturday." He goes, "Yeah, but Gaffer, it's Monday." I'll be back for Friday. I said, Jufi, you can't miss four days training. He goes, Gaffer, let me explain to you. It's the election in Senegal. And the president of Senegal, if he doesn't have the Juve sat next to him, he's going to lose the election. (laughs) Gaffer, if I don't go back, Senegal will collapse. The president needs the Juve. I need to go. So what can I say to that? The Jew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can, I, can remember, I can remember saying to Pascal, Pascal, listen, right? If I ever go to you at half time or any time at all, if I ever go to you, don't take it personal. You know, I might not be aiming it at you. I might be aiming it, I might be aiming it at someone who's, <laughs> who can't take criticism. So they'll go under. So if I ever go at you, don't take it personal. So, so this game, he was shocking in one game. <laughs> shocking. I come in at half time and I went, I went, Pascal, what are you playing at? <laughs> I winking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I winking at me as if, <laughs> no, you don't mean it, but I meant it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was raging, you know. You know when you're raging and at first I was thinking, what's he winking at? And then he was like, oh, we've had, we've had Kevin Campbell on who painted a fantastic picture of his time in Turkey. And you know, and that was without winning anything. And he was talking about how fanatical the fans were and and just those derby days and everything. It must have been unreal for you to go there and, and win something. Yeah, well, uh, it was it was unbelievable, really, because uh, um, I was at Aston Villa and my agent had put three three clauses in my contract that I could go to a foreign club. For, I think it was like 2.5 million, 2 million, Two and a half million over over the in the you know in the years got lower as I got older, but I think Galatasaray matched the offer and Graham Souness was the manager who I'd worked with at Liverpool, so he asked me to come over. I went over, had a look round. Um, the, the the funny bit was um, the the president Adnan Polat who owns the Polat Renaissance Hotel. He looks like Imran Khan, you know the mm. cricketer, but he used to like have the big long. Hugo Boss caught on. <laughs> Everywhere you've seen him, like he's like charismatic. So he says to me when we're negotiating, um, why don't you come do the have a we've got a training set tonight? I said, Oh, am I allowed to? I said, I haven't signed or anything. He went, Graham went, No, come down. We'll just have a training session like that. Oh, meet some of the lads. I wanted to meet the players. I said, Why? He said, No, once you meet the players, you'll love it. So I went, all right then, all right. I said, I'll come down and meet the players. So the bus goes under the stadium at the Ali Sami Yen Stadium, the old stadium. The bus goes underground, so you can't see anything. <clears throat> so I go to the dressing room, I start meeting the players, and uh, he goes, right, we're going to go up on train on the pitch. So you know the steps, you come out of the ground at the stadium, you come out of the floor, like behind the goal. Yeah, so like, yeah. to the steps... I could hear a drone of noise. I was thinking, is there some fans out there or something? You know, watching this training session. Anyway, I've walked up the steps, 42,000 people in the stadium, packed. All of them come to see me signing. Right? So I get there. Adnan Polak's at the top of the steps. And what happened? They give a flag... They gave me a flag, a big Galatasaray flag, and went, off you go. <laughs> run around the stadium. So I run around the stadium with this Galatasaray flag. I hadn't even signed. <laughs> <laughs> I run right around the stadium. I come, and I give the flag to the next player. He runs round, And they're all singing the player's name. So Adnan Pollack leans towards me with a big cigar. He said, Dean, if you don't sign, there might be a problem. <laughs> so, Great tactics. And um, it was brilliant. I mean, I, I managed. Brad Friedel was the goalkeeper. Barry, our team at Galatasaray, Ulent, Arif, Akan Suka, Tugai, Swat, um, Okan, right back, who went to Inter Milan, Barry Venison, and then uh, Ulrich van Gobel went to replace Barry. But see, you're only allowed three foreigners. Well, Brad can make saves and I can score. So, Barry, defensive midfield player, they were going like, you know, what's he doing here? What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
get him out. Yeah, but Barry was doing a good job for the team, but they, did, they they were going, oh, we can get somebody else to do that. We want goals. Or, you know, so luckily, I think I played 33 games. I got 25 goals. And, and you know, the, my son was born out there. My wife was eight months pregnant when I went. And Callum was born out there. He's 24 now, 24 years ago. So the game where... The game where you'll probably remember where Graham Suness had the flag in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the Turkish Cup final. And what happened? We played them at our stadium in the first leg, beat them one nil. I scored a penalty. Dive, keeper dived over it under his body. And then we went to at their stadium, sixty two thousand there. Five hundred Galatasaray fans. They didn't go. It's like too dangerous to go. So they beat us one nil. It goes to extra time. Extra time, 118th minute, I scored. So there was no time on the clock. We won 2-1. Never had hardly a time to kick off. As soon as the whistle went, we run to our fans and a fan threw a massive Galatasaray flag over the fence. Graham Suness picked it up, run into the centre circle and stuck it in the ground. You imagine it's like Celtic and Rangers. It's, so it's, it's like an it's an iconic oh. uh, it's an iconic moment in football, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, and he couldn't he couldn't get it. You know that you know the white chalk on the lines. He couldn't start with. Eventually, he got it in the ground, and then he ran off down the tunnel, and he ran past me on the way off. I went all the best. <laughs> <laughs> This, um, <laughs> this, um, this fan, this fan jumped over the, the tunnel at Graham, and Graham's chinned him, broke his wrist. Right, I know you know when you go in the dressing room when you've won the cup, there's champagne bottles being squirted, and Graham had his hand in an ice bucket, <laughs> broke his wrist. This is the most surreal thing ever. So I'm in the dressing room. Graham Suness has got his hand in the ice bucket. I look to my right, and my mum and dad were sat in the dressing room. <laughs> my dad could get in anywhere. <laughs> I said, how'd you get in here? He goes, oh, worm my way in. <laughs> Dana, I remember you telling us a story. I can't remember the era. I think it was from Villa. It was when you went on a golf day, a professional golf day on, on the on the practice green. Oh uh, no! It was. I tell you what it was. You like this brownie? Because um, this could have happened to you, right? So we played Oldham away on a Saturday, right? The next day, Ryder Cup at the Belfry. You remember where they wore the salmon-coloured jumpers years ago? It was when Tina Rocker played. I think it was that, that one. Anyway, it was at the Belfry. So we all knew that we trained over the road from the Belfry. So we all we were all going to the Belfry, all the lads, on the Sunday to watch. So we played Oldham. Mark Bosnich has turned up for the game in an Aston Villa tracksuit. We've all got Aston Villa tracksuits on. We're trainers. He's got a pair of Timberland boots on. You know the Timberland 
massive size 13 boots yeah. with his track right so we're all laughing at him Bozzy because he was he was freak so we're going like uh, all, all taking the mickey out of his boots so I my I take size sevens. I could get my boots inside his boots. So we went out for the warm up. Imagine this in the Premier League now, Premier League game. I run out for the warm up with Bozzy's Timberland boots on. <laughs> on top of my boots. Well, he was warming up with in the goal. It's a muddy pitch at Oldham. So I run over straight over to Paul Barron, shot, and I hit a shot in the mud, and I ruined his Timberlands. You know, like I, I oh, there was all mud over it. And then I clipped them off. Well, Jim Barron, the assistant manager, must have told Ron I was messing about in the warm-up. So, right on half-time, it's nil-nil. I get a one-on-one and I missed. Hit the side netting. We sit down in the dressing room. Ron's head's like a tomato, Ron Atkinson. (laughs) (laughs) So, he's sitting, he's making himself a cup of tea. And he's putting the milk in it and putting the sugar in it. It's all silent in the dressing room. And he's stirring his tea in one of them plastic cups. And he turns round and went, some of us are not at the racing. Some of us. So I looked up. And as I looked up, he went, you're one of them. You. I went, what do you mean? He goes, don't you watch you mean me? And as he went to throw his tea, he went to throw his tea into the ground. And it's all gone straight in my face. Boiling up tea. <laughs> Frank Range, he's hit me in the face with a cup of tea. So my my legs are on the bench. So I went to get up. He's pushed me in the. He's got me by the throat, and it, my shirt, and he's pushed me up against the wall. And Jim Barron's broke it up. I'm going to get out of order. I said, "What are you doing out of order? Throwing boiling up tea in my face?" And he's Jim Barron's gone. Leave Dean. Leave it. Leave it. He didn't realise. He thought he was Lucas did. He didn't realise. So, <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. So he's now feeling guilty, Ron, right? Half time now. I'm sitting there. I've got my head in my hands. I'm thinking, I can't believe the manager's just thrown a cup of tea in my face. <laughs> I'm nearly crying. I was nearly crying. I was sitting there like that. And he's feeling guilty. He's walking on the dressing room. He's going, well, some of us can sulk or some of us can get out there and prove me wrong. It's up to you. Some of us can sulk. I'm going, sulk? I said, you've just thrown a cup of tea in my face. <laughs> and he's going, well, get out there and prove me wrong. <laughs> Second half, I swear, first attack, ball goes out to Ray Houghton, full-back slips, crosses it near post, I've scored diving header. Ron's on the pitch, trying to give me the thumbs up. You know, is it... <laughs> And I've just looked at him. I've gone, like, you know, like you do, like, as if it's not your, you're not taking the credit for that. Like, you've just thrown a cup of tea in my face. It's not me. <laughs> so we won 2 0. Dalian Atkinson scores the winner, right? A great goal. And poor Dalian, like, he's no longer with us, which uh, uh, we all miss him. But what a great player. He scores. So we win 2 0. So we get on the bus. And all Ron's thinking about now is the Ryder Cup. Because he loved the players, really. So he comes up to me, he goes, Dino, Dino, <laughs> no, did I ever tell you you're my hero? <laughs> I goes, hey, pal, 
don't blank me at the Ryder Cup tomorrow, will he? Please don't blank me at the Ryder Cup. <laughs> I said, well, what do you want me to do? He goes, oh, come on. You know I love you. You know I <laughs> So we get off the bus. Anyway, cut a long story short. I'm in the Lucas Electrical tent with Steve Staunton. Right? So we go, come on, let's go watch the, the Ryder Cup players putting on the putting green. So we walk up to the putting green. Corey Pavin, the American golfer, is putting with his coach. He's got the bit of string out and everything. And I'm watching him putting. And the other side of the putting green, who appears? Ron Atkinson. He's got a white cowboy hat on, a big white hat, a flower power shirt, cream trousers, tanned up. And he sees me from the other side. And he shouts. Dino, Dino, across the putting green. He's going, Dino. Corey Pavin stops putting. <laughs> and his caddy turns round and looks at Ron. And he goes, hey, Corey, I don't care what you're going to do out there today. You should have seen the goal he scored yesterday. That was the that was that was uh, hey Ron Atkinson, what a manager, brilliant. I mean, he, he was so funny, he did not, but he was he was just a brilliant manager. Ronnie Moran was the discipline place at Liverpool. Ronnie Moran would like his job was to knock you down a peg or two, like all in his mind. We've got the best players. The only way we can lose is complacency. You start thinking you're better than you are. So his job was just to knock everyone down every day. You know. So, so he was just he was, he was just like, oh for fuck's sake, easier. Is it? Yeah, Rascal Fassel. You called him like you should just walk around shaking. <laughs> the genius in what he'd done. We didn't know at the time, but he was he, like, um, you know, he loved Rushy. The only one that was the only one that was uh, free from Ronnie was Rushy. Like you love Rushy, yeah. You know he's he used to say to me like, uh, "Hey, hey, you better start getting on the same wavelength as him. You're on FM, he's on AM." <laughs> <laughs> so we done a bit of shooting after training once, right? I begged him, Ronnie, can we do some shooting? You weren't allowed to do any shooting. Can we do some shooting all my life? Can we do a bit of shooting? He goes, "Go on, then you can have half a dozen." So I run up first, smacked it over the bar. He goes, there you go, lashing balls everywhere. There you go. That's what happens when we do a bit of shooting practice. Rushy's, <laughs> Rushy's next, smashes his over the bar. Unlucky Ian. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> He's got very rare you see Rushy hitting him over the bar like that. Unlucky Ian. <laughs> Ian, if he, could, if he could take... From your playing career, if you could take one player that you've played with to war with you, who would you go with? If there, if there was a 50-50 tackle, they'd be right behind you with a... Oh, there's a few. Billy Whitehurst. Where did you play with him at? Oxford. We've heard a lot about Billy. Oh, fucking hell. Billy, Billy, right? My debut was against Coventry. Premier League game. Premier League game. Billy's the hardest man ever. I played with Mick Hartford. I played with John Fashionu, Justin Fashionu, his brother. 
Uh, Billy Whitehurst, like, is that'd be a good fight, Mick Hartford and Billy White. Um, but but Billy, Billy is ruthless, and and by the way, better than every like we we were in we so Billy was played he played for Newcastle and he played for Oxford in we played in the top league that it was first division. So my debut was against Coventry, right? So Billy's walking around the dressing room with no shirt on, punching his chest, going, that kill Klein, he won't last 35 minutes. He's going, kill Klein, he's got the art the size of a pea, he won't last, he won't last 35 minutes. Billy's walking around. And he goes, oh, you? He goes, oh, he, I've, met, I've just met him. It's my first game. Oh, you? Midget? He goes, midget? If that kill Klein kicks you, or that Trevor Peak, let me know and I'll sort it. <laughs> that kill Klein will not last the first half. 16 minutes into the game, cross to the back post, both of them are falling out of play on the byline. Billy gets his head on it and he heads it back up in the air. And now they're both trying to push off each other to get back to the ball. Brian Kilkline's gone for the diving header just to edit away. Billy's gone for the scissors volley. <laughs> he shattered his jaw in 16 places. <laughs> jaw, his jaw has exploded everywhere. <laughs> running over. And they're going, they're getting to about five yards away and they're going, you're out of order, Billy. Out of order. Out of order. Right, so I've walked, I've walked past, like to try and you know, like to push Billy away, and he goes, "Told you, bullseye." <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me as manager. It wasn't funny. I'm manager of Wrexham, right? We're playing Stevenage. Right, we're playing Stevenage. So I've said to Brian Carey, my assistant... Is that is it Graham Wesley Stevenage? Yeah. So I said, Brian, I've seen this I've seen this Stevenage team play, right? They're the biggest team in the world. They're direct. They get, like, the, the corners free kicks. They get it in behind you. They're just, like, set plays. They're brilliant at it. The back four, Scott Led, Ronnie Henry, Mark Ashton, Roberts... Vincenti in midfield and Steve Morrison's playing up front so all them six come in your box so he goes well, what are we going to do then I said well we've got to practice a set plays haven't we he goes when I went Monday morning all the way through he went no you need to get your head around this you're not at Newcastle now with Michael Owen and all them if you tell this if you tell this lot something on Monday they forgot my <laughs> I went he said, I said, what do you mean? He goes, no, you can't. You've got to do the set plays on Friday. They'll remember them then. I said, all right. So we trained all Friday. In the morning, it's only, I looked out my windows, it's only hurricane outside. And I'm thinking, we can't do the set plays. We're going to get beat. If we don't go over these set plays, if I don't show them, we're going to get beat. I said, right, tell you what, lads, come in my office. Come in my office and we'll, uh, we'll do the set plays on the... On the video, so I got, I got a video projector, and I found the DVD that's got all the set plates on. I thought this is the best I can do. So I'm standing there, but I'm not going to name his name, right? 
the players are coming in. Morning, gaffer. Morning, sit down. Pull a chair up. Pull a chair up. Pull a chair up. One of them walks in. You know them fresh green cakes that look like hot dogs with a white cream and a bit of Got half in his mouth and the other half in his hand. Bear in mind, I've just come from Newcastle to manage, and I was I was assistant manager of Wales, and now I'm manager of Wrexham, right? So I thought everybody was as professional as Alan Shearer, right? So he's eating a cake, right? And he's walking towards me, and he's got all the cream around his nose and his mouth and everything. <laughs> and we t- we're training in five minutes, right? So I've gone, I said, Chris, his name. I went, Chris. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you his name, but it was called <laughs> Prince. <laughs> I'm not going to say his full name. I went, Chris, please tell me that is not a fresh cream cake you eat when we're going out training five minutes on Friday morning. He went, he went, what's wrong with that? I went, what's wrong with that? I said, you're winding me up. I said, we're training in five minutes. We're playing top of the league tomorrow and you're eating a cream cake in, my, in the meeting. In front of me. And Brian Brian Carey went, hey, get out the room. Go on. People like you ruin football clubs. Get out the room. Get out. Go on, get out. So he walks out the room. He's only the best editor of the ball we've got at the club. <laughs> All the set pieces were for him. He's the key man. And he's now walked out. <laughs> so I've gone, I've looked at Brian. I thought, what? So I've got Brian. Right, I tell you what, there's no point in having a meeting without him. So the lot of you, get out on the training ground. Forget about it. <laughs> so, so they all walked out, right? So I, I have moaned from my office to the training pitch to Brian. Brian, I said, I can't believe that. A player eating a cream cake Friday morning. I said, what's going on? He goes, well, he said, hey, that's why they're here. They do things like that, some of these. You know, that's why they're here. He said, you've got to get your head there. You're not in the Premier League now. You're in the conference," he said. "Just get, we just get him winning, get him winning. Don't worry, we get him winning." I said, "Yeah, but I'm not having that." I said, "I can't." He's, he, oh, I said, "What's going through his head?" So the players are warming up, running round circle on the pitch. Brian stood on the side of the pitch, and I'm going. I'm not playing him tomorrow. He goes, "Well, who are you going to play then?" I said, "Who else will we?" He goes, "What about the blonde guy at the back of the warm up? What about him?" I said, can he edit? Because we need people who can edit against these tomorrow. Can he edit? And he goes, yeah. Andy Mangan, the centre forward. Oh, man, Mangan, what a fucking what a fucking guy, by the way. Andy Mangan breaks out the warm-up and he runs past me and Brian. And as he runs past me, he went, Gaffer, that was a bit harsh this morning in the meeting on Chris, wasn't it? I went, harsh? Harsh. I said, what are you on about? I said, that tells me a lot about you. I said, do you think it's all right to eat a cream cake Friday morning, five minutes before we go training and we're playing top of the league tomorrow? He says, no, Gaffer, you've got it all wrong. He was the only one that hadn't finished. We'd all eat now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the cup. <laughs> Welcome to the conference. <laughs> it, it was, it, it oh, was wow. gonna eat half, bless him. <laughs> oh, Dino, brilliant. 
We'd love to have you on as a, as a full podcast. Yeah, I think it'd be... Uh, hours to spare. Have you got a couple of grand as well to spare? Fucking <laughs> hell, oh, man. Is, uh, it... No, I'm joking. I'm only joking. Do you know, mate? Top man. But, uh, yes. hey, um, if you ever manage a team, right, and Brownie, you can have crosswords, right, or you, you know, managers tell you off or whatever. All I used to think was, if I ever manage a footballer, when I see him in 15 years' time, I don't want him to cross the road to avoid me. I want him to shake my hand. That's so you try and, yeah. try and treat him like and it, And if you if you treat him like that, then most of them will. So yeah, we, can't, we can't always agree on things. And you see things a different way when you're a player to a manager. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad you're doing well because... Um, the, the both of you because both of you are good lads there you know mate top man thank you very much mate unbelievable mate hey, thanks for coming on and when, when this lockdown's over we'll, we'll get a proper full jobby we'll, right, we'll, get you, we'll pay for your supper we'll pay for your fish supper and a couple of beers <laughs> <laughs> cheers Dino cheers Dino take care mate deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.